This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. How would you feel about boarding a plane without a boarding pass? That The way maybe you open up your iPhone, you can actually do that by getting on a plane. The reality is that's actually here. Air Canada has become the first airline in Canada to try to use facial recognition technology to identify passengers. In fact, select passengers from YVR and Toronto Pearson are being asked if they want to try out the new system. I believe at YVR, it's flights, certain flights, Air Canada flights from YVR to Winnipeg that are up for this. So that would be instead of the traditional boarding pass and government ID. So how good is this system? And if this is the beginning, where could this lead? Well, joining us now to talk about this is Juan Tontat, who's the founder and chief executive officer of Clearview AI. Thank you for being with us this morning. Hi, Simi. Thanks for having me on your show. So how does this technology work? Like, Is it very accurate, I guess? Uh, Simi, that's a great question. So facial recognition over the last you know, three or four years has dramatically increased in accuracy. Um, and that's really due to the advent of artificial intelligence and neural networks. Um, so previously, facial recognition algorithms that weren't accurate would try and measure kind of the distance between your eyes on the eyes and the nose and things like that, whereas an AI neural network algorithm is trained on millions and millions of examples of faces from different angles, from different lighting, and across all demographics. Um, and there's a study a test called NIST, which is run, NIST is actually the National Institute of Standards and Technology in America, um, and it tests 650 different algorithms for facial recognition, and they're from all over the world. Um, and uh, they break it down by accuracy across mugshot photos, visa photos, wild photos, and kiosk photos. And our algorithm, Clearview, um, when it comes to the accuracy of picking a photo out of a lineup of 12 million, it's at 99.85%, which is much better than the human eye. So the technology has really advanced in terms of accuracy, and they also test it across all different types of demographics, East Asians, South Asians, um, African faces, and so on. And, you know, there is very undetectable um, differences in the demographic accuracy. Okay. So I guess I wonder how this would work then. So would you have to provide that picture when you book your flight? Uh, and then that's the one that they would use at the gate? Like, how, how does this work? And are other airlines looking at this? Yeah. So the other airlines in America and around the world that have started to adopt spatial recognition to speed up processing. So, Airport personnel today are overworked, or they're underpaid, and you can see that in every travel season. Um, and wait times at airports are really long. So Newark Airport, which, you know, I take a lot of flights out, the average time, I believe, is 23 minutes. And that's average. So in peak time, it's, you know, a lot longer. So that's part of the, you know, motivation there. And how it would work is you would opt into it as a consumer. So when you buy your ticket, you would choose to use facial recognition, and you can choose not to use facial recognition you probably upload a photo of yourself on um, the place, the app where you're checking in. And when you get to the airport, um, you can imagine going to a kiosk to print your bag tags and not having to type in all this information. Um, and if you don't have any bags uh, that you're checking in, 
you can, you know, uh, go through security in a much quicker way. So the person who's checking your ID there and also checking at the gate, um, that could be sped up a lot. Hmm. Okay. I guess I also have some privacy concerns with this too, right? And I know you touched on some of that, but would this be kept? Would you have to do it every single time you book a flight? Great question. So I believe Air Canada and what they've said about uh, this technology is um, they're only storing the data for 36 hours. And then after that, they're deleting it. So each flight, when you check in, you would choose to use facial recognition. And even for those who are concerned about privacy, who are opting in not to uh, use facial recognition, their travel times will also increase. So there's also a benefit to those people as well. Okay. So that is a way, I guess, to incentivize people to try this out, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, it's a very narrow use case. Um, so these uh, they're only keeping it for 36 hours and then disposing of that information. So you, you, know, you can choose it to use it um, when you need to. Um, and I think that you know, travel is something that uh, you know, could be a lot better when it comes to the amount of time uh, that people are waiting for. National polling in, um, has shown that there's a vast you know, uh, agreement from people about the use of facial recognition for airports. So the Center of Data Innovation did a poll of, you know, 3,000 uh, U.S. adults. And when you break it down, essentially it's 30, sorry, 73.1% of people who are pro-facial recognition in airports in order to speed up uh, processing times. Right. Okay. So you feel like this is, this is a good way to incentivize people here, right? Yeah, I agree. And I think that, um, again, a lot of airport workers are overworked. Um, and, um, you know, it's also an option for people. So, you know, fiddling around with your phone, trying to find your boarding pass, all that kind of stuff, um, you don't have to do uh, with facial recognition. All right. Well, thank you so much for describing it to us this morning. Well, thank you. I really feel like this is the future. This is what we're going to be seeing. That's Juan Tontat, founder and chief executive officer of Clearview AI. This is the future. Here's the thing. People may say, oh, I'm concerned about my privacy. Yeah, fair. But if they were to say to you, you can skip the security line. If you sign up for this, people will sign up for this, right? If you can streamline the process of going to the airport, going through security, getting on an airplane by saying, hey, why don't you try using this facial recognition and you opt into it? I know tons of people would definitely sign up for that. What about you? Would you do it? I think you probably would, right? If you think, oh, yeah, I don't want to stand in that lineup. I don't want to take off my shoes. And, you know, I don't want to take out my laptop and all that kind of stuff. Just, yeah, I'll do facial recognition. I think people would absolutely say yes. Let me know. Send me at cknw.com. You can call or text our buzz line 604-331-2899. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.